Welcome to Little Guys, a show dedicated to exploring the craft of independent artists of any medium. I'm your host, Joshua Freeman. This episode, I'm joined by Ali Medico, a singer-songwriter based out of Orlando, Florida. So how are you today? Good, good. Uh, I had today off from work, so it was nice to sleep in. And I was like, don't wake up. And I was like, you need to wake up. So that was nice. Um, and then I got all that done, and then I came here, and I realized I don't have anything to do tonight either, which is a blessing, because I'll do tomorrow night. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, free time. <laughs> I can be busy tomorrow, uh, today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, you're a singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you decide that that was the art form you were going to follow? Like music in general. Right. Okay. So music for me, I was thinking through this question a lot because I was like, what is it, you know, and throughout my time at Folsom, my career so far is like, why this versus like other things I was interested in or why did I switch schools to come here and so forth. Music for me was something that like I always wanted to do deep down, which I feel like was what, okay, a lot of people say it. But like for me, it was also like my saving grace. I know a lot of people say it too, but like I literally only had my dog growing up to like talk to right. in my room. So I'd like sing to him all the time because I had a lot of like family stuff going on that I used to sing when I was really little, like seven, eight, nine with my mom in our karaoke machine. And like we had the Wii American Idol game. And then, <laughs> you know, that was the most she could do for me because singing lessons are expensive um, in the area we lived in on the Gulf Coast. Like, there's a lot of retired professionals, but for the most part, like, you have to leave the city, or leave the town, I should say, is not even the city, to get um, to those people that do provide those services. So um, she helped me a lot with that, and then when things started coming up when I was like in fifth grade and middle school and so forth, I had to take a step back, and I, my voice musically and like physically as well, I just got a lot more shy and reclusive things, so I didn't do music. My brother would like burn CDs for me like before Napster got shut down and everything um <laughs> LimeWire back in the day and then I would always just look up videos on YouTube and sing along to them but pretty much for that reason because I knew that I always wanted to do it all along and I felt like I had something with it and it turns out now that like I was singing a few weeks ago just practicing in the bathroom in the apartment before I left that and I was like oh my gosh like I can actually sing four octaves which is weird because not a lot of people can and I was like, people always tell me, like, you can sing, like, really high and stuff. Like, I know it. Or, like, you're not showing your full potential. I was like, yeah. And that's just because, like, I'm still, like, warming up to a lot of things, like I said, because it's been a journey with singing. I've been consistent with it and so forth and able to do it all the time, too, as much as I wanted. But um, mainly for all those reasons. And then, like, I tried other things that I was interested in at my first school. So, like, I used to go to University of Tampa. I was doing, like, political science and business, which I could see myself doing. But, like, deep down, I was like, am I really going to want to, like, go wake up and like operate a business every day like it sounds fun but like after a while it'd get boring to me and I'm like am I gonna really want to like sit in an office all day like working on some government official thing and I was like no like I always had so much creativity like I would look at like things you know like like a product and be like oh I know so many ways to make this better like I know ways to make this like more colorful and fun or like ways to just keep people engaged um because I feel like everything's so monotone and boring nowadays for the most part and that's where art comes in because we wouldn't have the colors and like things to appreciate for people and in the era of streaming a lot of people do abuse especially music because it's so easy you know you could just honestly look up any song and the artist gets like what point zero 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 like one cent of that <laughs> which is like what it takes like a millions and millions of plays just to get like a dollar from it but um we still do it because it's it's important to us at least and helps our minds which i've learned I'm so different from everyone else who isn't at full. So, like, even my coworkers, they just don't understand. Like, they might call me crazy or weird. But, like, no, I'm like, you're crazy and weird. Like, why don't you do these things that I like to do? And they're always, you know, very stringent with all that. But um, music for me is just the way to express all that. 
go back to always what I really wanted to do and I felt like I had a gift for where unfortunately in the music industry nowadays a lot of people just get away with like having barely any talent which is possible with autotune and so forth but I really want to bring light to all that and then my family you know wanted me to go to college I was like after my first other two other schools I was like all right so if I'm choosing music this thing that I feel like is my time in my life right now to be doing and what I is my purpose for the most part then I might as well tie it into college since everyone wants me to go there. So it was like, okay, Full Sail. And it was Full Sail was one of my top three schools senior year of high school. And the choosing, I just did it first because I was like, you know, like the doubts of everyone else. I was like, it's too expensive. Like, I don't want to go there. I don't think I can like, like Orlando or like the Winter Park area and so forth. It's just a big city for me. And now that I've had growth and time and experience with other things, I made it here. And then I think also with music, nowadays you need to set yourself apart. So as an artist, like I can't just go out and put out songs. Like there's millions and millions and millions more than ever, every single day jumping on board, putting out songs, music, anything of that kind of art forms, you have to really differentiate differentiate yourself. And with that, me learning the production side of it and being a female is an edge because I'll be able to not really rely so much on like say getting signed or some studio or somebody to do things for me if I know the back side of it which makes it hard in the college side of it because college is supposed to be you know you you pursue something that's like challenging to you and you want to learn more about it and then you get a degree at the end which is the reward but um, nonetheless you get all the knowledge that comes with that field of expertise so I was thinking with all of that too and that would really allow me to stand out and, and then I can be like well I know how to you know the signal flow in the studio with all the boards and the consoles which anyone walk into a studio and they're so confusing if you have no idea the slightest bit like what happens like how to make songs pass through the speakers and be played to everyone or right. reverb effect or something like that so um really long answer but that's why music is because all those things and um I don't know it's made me so happy ever since I started doing it here at Full Sail and so many people have come to me and more than when I was a business and a political science major and they're like you seem so happy like I'm so happy you're pursuing your dream like I've been inspiring other people to follow theirs because I'm like yeah like so many people give up on their dreams nowadays and it I, there's various reasons why and I feel like money is the main one but um I think if you really work hard at something with your dedication attitude commitment like I think attitude is the main important thing of it because you can't be negative um then it's gonna work out for you eventually in whatever way it works out but yeah just just following along with it and getting there and um music is that thing that I always felt like I could have an influence on too because I grew up with like different influences in a way I feel like compared to a lot of people I've met and I know so like I grew up in the midwest in Michigan so I had country which a lot of people I feel like in Florida I don't know like a lot of people hate country yeah I feel like and also if you're not by the beach you don't understand because usually at the beach I feel like people listen to country music because it is relaxing so it gives you that beach type vibe um and then I also had jazz, which I feel like jazz is a very diminished art form nowadays. So I had Motown uh, influence on me from Detroit and with my dad's vinyls and record players and everything. So those two combined, I think it'd be really cool to do like a country jazz and then like merge off into jazz one day with that as I grow. But um, yeah, I think for all those reasons, that's why music and coming from a place of wanting to help the world, not just because, oh, I think I should do it. Like most people nowadays are like, I can sing, and they really can't sing, but their parents might have lots of money to pour into them to, like, get them there, and I'm like, come on, like, you know, so opening up those different pathways and lights for people to see things again and be like, this is true talent, like, let's realign the music industry, let's 
start teaching people the backside of it if they really want to know so they don't get, you know, those horror stories of getting taken advantage of or whatever happens. So all those reasons and more, I think music is, is really cool, really, really cool. Right. It sounds like, yeah. uh, you know, music has been this, like, ever-present constant in your life. Mm-hmm. Do you think you need that, or artists in general need that, to be able to fully commit to what they're doing? I think for artists, so, because artist is a, a broad term that could apply to somebody that's, like, maybe a painter or a sculptor, right? So whatever their art form is, I think they do need that in their lives. Because, I mean, imagine if Beethoven never had, like, pencils and pens to put out his music on, then, like... And, you know, he couldn't, I don't know if he eventually, he eventually went blind, I think, or something, or deaf, that was it. Um, So he wasn't able to do it later on, but he knew that he had to do it deep down. So I think as artists, like, we have this thing that we seek and help the world, and, you know, whatever direction that takes off, whether it's positivity or um, changing somebody's perspective or just starting an organization based off of it, like, whatever the pathway is, um... I think artists can use that to help other people and then also help themselves because we go crazy if we don't do these things after a while. Like, you know, I have to sing every few days. I've, I pass by a few days now. I'm like, I haven't sang, like, even in the car. If I would just be listening to my podcast straight for, like, a few days on end, like, on my way to work, I'm like, okay, today's the day to listen to music. So I'd have to switch it up because otherwise I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. And I feel like, I think as artists, if we aren't using the gifts and talents that we were given we sort of feel like useless in a way because we want to contribute and we have so much creativity flowing in us it's like why not contribute so I think it drives us crazy if we don't get a chance to um do whatever it is in in these realm of the art world to experience and put out to the world yeah yeah um what are your long-term goals for this project you're working on uh, projects like my songs or yeah. like okay so it's funny because I'm like oh my gosh so, somehow my crazy creative brain I'm like oh let's put out three EPs Allie <laughs> like why <laughs> so right now I'm working on the one with the two country songs and I did already all right now which is my first pop one because I'm gonna like merge them together and segue like really smoothly into the other one sort of like hinting because I want to do a pop based EP in the winter but um, before that one so I'm finishing up the country one right now which I have those two songs, and then I'm gonna put the third song that I'm doing with my one of my good friends. He's in music production as well, just a few months ahead of me. I met him back at Hall of Fame, but um, I'm gonna put his with that one, so there'll be like three songs, and then finish up this whole phase, do the music video and everything, and then I'm gonna move on to another EP. It's gonna be called Jukebox, and I chose Jukebox because it's gonna be songs like with collaborations with other students, so. I have um, one that I'm actually recording after this tonight with my friend. He made the beat for it, so I'm just singing over it, but I consider that a collab still. And then another one will be me with my friend, and we'll be making it together and writing the lyrics together. And then the last one, I think, I have so many people. Oh, we had a beat, and then my I have it's two of my other friends and myself, so three of us will be singing on it. So every song will be different, but likewise with the jukebox, when like you put a coin in, or whatever right. nowadays, you, a random song just comes out. So also I was like, I really think that'd be a cool idea. Plus, I can like merge it with my vintage uh, brand that I'm going for as well. But um, and then the pop based one in the winter because I think that'd be really fun, and I've been like wanting to take off with that. So that's why I did already right now because I'll like hint ahead at the future. Um, and then 
that's just, I guess, sort of short-term for the rest of the year for 2018. Long-term, past that, uh, I'll have to see how hard classes are the last five months of my program because if they're really intense, like, I'm not going to be doing side stuff for the most part. Yeah. Plus, I'm doing a lot right now, too, so that will, like, help carry over a little bit. Um, it would be really cool. I was thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I need to start thinking about jobs after I graduate, yada, yada. Like, it's less than a year out now versus, like, a few months ago I had a year out. So the time's just going by really quickly, and, you know, I don't want to be one of those people that graduates and is like, oh, I don't know. I never thought about it. So it's like, no. <laughs> you have been you need to think about it, especially here at Full Sail. It's so advanced, and you don't realize, like, you're going to get, even if you don't have a job, like a lot of the students that here don't, and me having a job, it feels even faster. But for those that don't, like, the time still passes by. So you need to start forming a basis, talking to the professors, doing your own research, like whatever it is, following your path that you think, you want to go down on or at least try to for a while after graduate but for me um it'd be really cool to jump on board the dream would be to go like on tour with like a band across the states um and perform these songs and then whatever money i need to invest into that i will full-heartedly whether it's hiring people to play my songs with me or paying or you know whatever all that breaks down with touring um, that'd be really cool. If not, then I would love to be, I know, I feel old for this, but be on Disney Channel, um, acting or singing of some sort. And I have a, a co-worker that I'm trying to work on something with that with because his dad like does PR at Disney. So I was like, please. Um, Give me a job. I was like, I'll do anything. Like, you don't realize how important and badly this means to me. Like, I won't sleep. Um, and then those two would be my top two. Otherwise than that, I'm, I'm not really looking to move anywhere too soon. People, you know, I go to Nashville one time. People are like, oh, you seem like you really love Nashville. I'm like, dude, I've been there, like, twice in my life at this point. Like, just because I posted a few pictures. Like, I'm sure if I go out to L.A., I'd be like, everyone like be like, oh, you really love L.A. Like, you seem like you fit. Like, no. So <laughs> it's a completely different vibe when you move to a city, but when you visit, you know what I mean? So if anything, that place, because L.A. and New York are really expensive, and you don't want to just move anywhere without having, like, a grounded idea or money because inflation just seems to be going up ridiculously nowadays yeah. um, with everything. And then is it even, like, worth it to move out to those places when you have social media and so many other cool marketing tools in our generation and our times to help you? So that's so why I was like, I could also just stay in Orlando. You know, I have a few connections, just continue to grow. I know the places I can do open mics or places I can eventually perform at if I did get a band together and so forth and go from there with it but those are my long-term goals and then hopefully take off with as an artist however long that takes you know and I feel bad because there's people out there that have been doing it for like so long like 10 years and they still haven't gotten a chance and then it sucks because eventually some of them do give up because it is really costly I mean art is something that you know you're putting more of your passion in than um other people are with their regular jobs so it takes up a little bit more of your energy time and then money as well but um, yeah, however long that would take, and then hopefully just have opportunities come from all that. Maybe some modeling, maybe some, like, I'll jump on board, like, trying to do be extras in a movie or something. But I don't want to get derailed. Like, I don't want to go work for a company, and people are like, well, you should start doing internships. I was like, first of all, I've tried reaching out to studios around here, and, like, they won't take me because they're like, if you're still in school at Full Sail, like, we're not going to take you, basically, because your schedules are crazy enough. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I get that, but I was still willing to, like, go for one day a week on my day off from work and school or just one or the other and try to get some hours in so um unfortunately i can't do that and then maybe i could do that for a while until my lease is up in august of next year after i graduate in may but um yeah i don't know because i was like i don't really want to go work for like warner or sony like i just don't want to get stuck down that path because i feel like people get sucked away and then they lose sight of their dreams and i'm like 
no, I'm already working so hard now. Like, this is all going to pay off, plus, like, how much college has put me through and cost. So, um, yeah, it's been a journey. But I think all of that, um, those two would be my really, my main goals is go on tour or whatever, start performing a lot more in Orlando, yada, yada, get bookings or take off with Disney because it is right here in our backyard. I mean, this is the other side of Orlando, but still, it's not super far away compared to other people. So that would be really cool, one of those two. And, um, yeah, just keep doing music videos and everything else on the side. Sort of like Ariana did and Demi and Selena. Like, you know, they were all Disney's people and then they, like, launched off. So, right. But I'm just doing it beforehand now, which is sort of cool. It just gives me an edge because then I could walk in and be like, yeah, I have a lot of stuff done. And they'd be like, what? And then I'd be like, a girl, like, we'll have you for one season and you can go take off or, you know, something like that. So I'm just really excited for whatever it brings, but it's also terrifying at the same time because it's like, feel like I need to have something secure and then I'm like no and then try not to like let other people's opinions influence you too much because once you start getting going on things people are like will try to bring you down yeah and they that sometimes some people will be like no I'm just helping you which you know some people are genuinely helping you but it's just so hard nowadays to like tell people out and like have them not lie to you and deceive you and you know try to like bring you down like like they are in their lives so I'm just like yeah I'd rather just ignore everyone completely do my own thing, which has always been better for me, and stay focused on what I want to do. So right, let let the criticism come when the product is finished. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I it's I'm glad that you can already see how you can't completely focus on more than one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that I've met and talked to so far for the show are like, yeah, I I make music, but I'm also drawing and I'm also producing, mm-hmm. and and you can't tell them what you want to tell them. Slow down. Yeah, you gotta yeah. stop. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if like one of the things they're doing is great. Right. You know, you're like, no, do this. And you can't, you can't ever tell them that. But mm-hmm. it is always refreshing to hear someone say like, no, this is the thing that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it in this way, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you went to Nashville for a music conference, mm-hmm. right? Do you do you feel comfortable talking about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it was really fun. I'm super glad I went. Um, I actually found out about it through before it was Full Sail 1, it was um, Full Sail Connect. Yeah. So they posted about it, and I was literally, I'm not going to lie, sitting there in class. I was like, I don't want to do my lab work, so let's go see us how we can connect. <laughs> and then I came across it, and I was like, this is, you know, you don't really hear about conferences um, being advertised at Full Sail. So I was like, this is really different, and I was reading it. And I was like, this sounds too good to be true. And I clicked on the website, the link for the Music Biz Association, and all the people that were attending, I was like, whoa, like, this is life-changing. And it is literally, I think, the best uh, conference, not from a biased perspective, but honestly the best conference anyone in the music or related area field to go to because you have, like, ASCAP and stuff and BMI. They have their own, but with Music Biz, like, it brings together everyone from every aspect. So it's not just people in licensing or publishing or royalty department, like, whatever. It's you have other uh, singers, other songwriters, um people from insurance agencies, people from the government office for copyright in DC. So everyone coming together, people talking about the importance of the album to things like uh, mental awareness in the music industry now. So everything in between, but it was really a good time. It didn't cost me a lot. Um, I'm also like a budget person too, like money savvy. So I know how to not blow up lots of money on something, but um, that comes from experience but yeah um no I really enjoyed it like I got to see Paul Rosenberg from Def Jam Recordings he's the CEO so that's Eminem's record label and he gave a really good talk um and then also Haley Williams from Paramore she gave another talk with um uh what's his name that one guy from Beats Apple Music Zane Lowe there we go um and then just other things in between and I met 
one of my really good friends now through that and some other people too that I'd not I'm not even looking for them on campus. Like I literally just ran into Maud right. last week and she was in the library. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I haven't talked to you in a few weeks and so I just made a lot of great connections and I've reached out to a lot of people that I did get business cards from and then a lot have gone back to me and offered me you know, they see that I was going to a conference outside of class, outside of everything else, so that ahead puts you like five steps ahead of everybody. Um, and they see the effort you're going because there wasn't really a lot of other artists there for the most part, as far as I know. Of. Even though it was like other, there's like two thousand people supposedly attending, but I mean, I don't know. I was always in the panels, for the most part, trying to gain all the knowledge I could, so I didn't try to track down like every single person. But um, yeah, it was really great, and Nashville's a really great city, and, and it wasn't centered around country music at all. So like, you can go because it's called the Music Business Association of America. It's not called CMA. Right. So you can go and talk to people who are going to know knowledge about rap or rock or pop. Like, it's all about just anything related to the music industry, streaming, data, billboard, like whatever. And then um, have fun because they had events at night. And a lot of them were bar related and I was underage and I just not my scene, but I was also really tired. I had homework to do too from full sale. So I went home for the most part and just chilled and recapped my day with my friend. But it was really great. Um, and a really good time. I'm really glad I went because now I can add that to my resume and say I'm a member of the Music Business Association, which every full sale student who's in any music related program essentially is. They just have to go and sign up because full sale pays for the membership to it. As, um, as is Temple University and uh, John Williams, not John Williams, what am I thinking of the soundtrack guy? <laughs> Williams Patterson uh, University in New Jersey. And so all these schools that have some music-related program, you can go um, with them and they pay for it. So the students have access to it, but I think a lot of people just don't know that. But a lot of people also just didn't know this conference because as soon as I got back, everyone was like, yeah, you love Nashville, but also like, oh my gosh, how did you have this opportunity, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, it was, like, you have to go get things. Like, yeah. not, nobody's going to give it to you nowadays. Like, you have to go and connect and look it up and just, you know, whether it's during class or at home, like, you figure out things that, you know, you think you can get ahead with and offer jobs and so forth. And I had interviews with Sony Warner there, so that's why I know the background of, like, what they're looking for and people after they graduate and so forth. They have an intensive internship program. Like, with them, and that's why I say I don't really want to work with them, plus, like, I don't want to get sidetracked on that path, but you need to have, like, three to four internships. And I was like, well, Full Sail is the one school that takes it out of the picture if you go there and you want to work for them because, like I said, you'd be waiting a while after you graduate to try to do an internship unless you found some other one related to music and you made it work with your class schedule, whether you have a job or not. And then um, there's only a certain time you can apply and be in their internship program after you graduate. Like, it's not like it's five years. So it's really tight. That's because so many people, like, want to be yeah. with those companies, which is understandable. But, um, yeah, no, I loved Music Biz. I might go again next year. It depends. I'll stay in finances. I'll be graduate at that point, so I'll have to see. And then I could always go as a volunteer, which takes out the cost. But, obviously, you don't get to do as much. But um, at the end of the day, you still get to do something. So it's half and half on that. But... Yeah, I highly recommend it, and even just going just to do something fun and, and be inspired because it was just so great, and I came back to Orlando, and I was like, oh, like the feeling of like having so many people understand you, whether you're an artist or whatever your job is in the industry, and you just get to talk strictly about it with like nothing else, like no politics involved. Community, yeah. Yeah, community, essentially, and it was just really great, and I felt really blessed to be there, and so happy and just took it all in and lots of pictures lots of new friends like I said and then you get your name out there and so forth so whatever you're trying to do but yeah I would highly recommend it and everyone to check it out because we've been trying to reach out to people to get more people to go so it's a really good experience
would you say you'd be missing something now if you wouldn't have gone? Um, I mean, the new friends I made at Full Sail, I also didn't know where we were going, um, and the new people as well. But I think, yeah, just that, that idea, because the music industry is so different. Like, it's not like the insurance industry with you. You can sign up with State Farm or um, Progressive and you go work a nine-to-five. Like, it's music industry is like a bunch of ants sprawled out across the nation or the world, essentially, too, which is focusing on America. Everyone's in these different offices everywhere. It might not even look like an office. Recording studios could be in, like, a garage. You know what I mean? <laughs> and everyone's doing their thing, but it all collectively comes together for the art and for the people and for the, the whole nation, essentially. So... It's really neat, and I think um, being able to see and meet all these people, jobs I didn't even know existed as well, too, and I, I thought I had pretty good understanding, and there's people that are like, I do this and this and this, like this really specific job. And I was like, wow, like that's that's crazy. Um, and all these new apps and technologies that are coming out, and as a singer and songwriter, a lot of them were focused towards that, so it was really cool for me to gain that information and um, try them out and get their business cards and so forth, but I think... It let me see the bigger picture as well and just realize things and be like, okay, like, so there's these opportunities out there. I think overall, um, you can do your own research and so forth, but getting to meet the people behind the face of, say, like, I don't know, um, Universal Music, or I'm trying to think, like, something on a record label, like, maybe, um, yeah, ASCAP, BMI, some publishing company in, like, Seattle. Like, getting to see the people behind that because maybe you're considering moving out to Seattle, so... You can connect to them and be like, oh, this is really cool. So it's just really neat for the most part. And then allowing like, people to understand, like my friends and coworkers that aren't in, you know, Full Sail or the music industry or anything related to it, for them to see like, okay, this is what it's about. Like Allie's allowing me to really see the bigger picture of it and how it all comes together because, you know, we grow up, like I said, in the streaming era and the consumerism. So people just go online and music is just music on Spotify and it's like no it took people to go through posting that on TuneCore DistroKid and um, getting everything approved for copyright royalties and publishing distribution whether they're signed or not working with other people distributing those royalties like there's a lot more behind the scenes so I really want to and that's also my path I want to open up people's eyes to everything like a lot of things have you been able to do that so far with your classmates like hey there's a lot more to this than just the magic of making a song and putting it on SoundCloud um, I think so. I think some of them, because not everyone in my class has songs out or is doing the whole path. Some of them, you know, are still learning the ropes and taking their time or whatever. But I think so. Um, and it's coming around, I think, probably as, you know, I get to know them and the program moves along a little bit more, like, you know, because we're juniors right now, but it's become, like, seniors in the program. I think in people start thinking more about graduation, because, like I said, most people wait until the, the last day. Um, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, my gosh, Allie, and they'll probably come to me and so forth. But, I mean, that's their problem. They didn't start earlier. But, yeah, I think the dialogue will change in that. Um, trying to change it earlier, too, I think is always an important thing. And the professors always encourage that, but then it always comes down to the individual to make the decision. Are they going to make full sale worth it, or are they just going to be like, oh, I got a degree, and I'm going to go back home and essentially do nothing with what I learned. So, yeah. Right, and you have even less time than a traditional school because yeah. you, at Full Sail you have 20 months mm-hmm. to get your full bachelor's degree. Right. So it's almost like you're, you're thrown in, in the passenger seat and they're like, hey, in like 30 minutes you're going to be driving. Right. And they start the car. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely felt that this past week. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, do you have any advice for other musicians listening? Like you could, if you could give like a mm. nice sound bite to them, what would that be? Gosh, because uh, there's a lot... Art is very intricate, so I think there's so many things that come together with it. And I was thinking about what you said earlier. It's like, 
oh, no, this person does this, and they also do that. It's just because our minds literally drive us insane. Um, <laughs> like, nobody can understand me. They're like, why can't you ever sit still, Allie? Just focus on one thing. I'm like, no. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, what if this doesn't work out? Like, I have to have a backup plan. Because you know, they're the same people telling me I have a backup plan. I'm like, all right, well, this is what I think it is. And, like, yeah. Um, my one piece of advice for musicians. That's, gosh. Uh, I think, honestly, just... I know I've heard this before from professors like just put the songs out there but like for me I think it's just do whatever makes you happy like don't listen to other people I've had people tell me like you should work on your voice when before you put songs on I was like no like I'm not gonna wait forever for you no like no and there's a art form and a beauty to having the songs like be more authentic like when Taylor Swift first started you right. know versus having all attitude and effects and you know experience added on afterwards but I think honestly just doing what makes you happy I did country, and my boss was the first one to be like, blah, 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 but country music. I knew he supported me, but he was just trying to tell me the politics of it. I was like, I don't care. Artists don't care about the politics. Like, we just do it because just to sing on stage, like, be happy. Um, you know, because it's what makes our soul happy. But wherever you see your path of it, just do that and do what makes you happy. And it is going to be a bit of a struggle in the beginning, especially starting out. Ask anyone, even the pros nowadays, like, you know, music videos, uh, paying for all the distribution services, marketing tools, um, even the outfits, the makeup, the time to take the pictures and post about them and come up with the captions and align them all. Like, it's a lot, but it'll be worth it. So in the beginning, just don't give up with it and push through and whatever you have to do if you have to get a job or fundraise, um, whatever. But don't give up on it because I guarantee the world is going to need your happiness and your art in their lives for the most part um unless it's just not even art at all but i'm sure it is in some way but yeah i think all of that and then staying true to yourself because i feel like so many people would have wanted me to go down like this other path you know the pop industries dominating how the pop industry is in general and what sells with that and i was just like no like that's not who i am i'm gonna be this cute little girl who loves flowers and sunshine and dogs which is very true and um take off with that so if you don't like it like cool there's like other people you can listen to for music like not me but i know there's people out there that love mine and i've gotten the support from it so just put it out there do it makes you happy and know that it's going to be a bit of a struggle in the beginning but believe in yourself even though your family might not be the ones believing you and they might be your biggest like non-fans um anti-supporters but it doesn't matter because your best friend might be jamming out to it and is really you know, rooting for you or the old man down the street. Like, I don't know. It could be anyone nowadays that, you know, and they're like, this is really good. You know what? Like, you don't listen to them. So I think that would be my best pieces of advice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, we'll take a quick break here with that. And then when we come back, we'll talk about the two of the songs that you have out already on Spotify. Okay. And we'll be sure to link them in the bottom. Sweet. Yay. Cool. <laughs> hey, guys. My name's Ali Medico, and here's my single, Jumping Guns.
All right, welcome back to Little Guys. Um, you just heard Ali's first song, Jumping Guns. Uh, would you like to talk about it a little bit? Like, yes. The process behind making it? Yes, so Jumping Guns is my first single. I'm really excited because um, I did buy the beat for it, but it's also I didn't want to jump ahead and like try to make these country beats, plus having access to musicians and a lot of studio time to make them and so forth is expensive, so that's why I went ahead and did that. But in choosing it, I was like, this one sounds right up my alleyway, no pun intended, and um, <laughs> and it just seems like it would be really like uplifting, poppy, beat sounding with country, so I went ahead with that, and then basically I wrote the lyrics, I don't remember how long it took me, I think this was like back in April, I had the lyrics pretty much like a good idea of them, and then I didn't record until June, and the way I found that studio that I recorded it at was this guy like messaged me over Instagram, and his name's Phil. Mango, I think is his last name. Maybe that's his nickname. I don't know. But Phil. And um, he's at this studio called Real Phil Recording in Castleberry. It's right at the road. And he was like, hey, I see you. You're a singer-songwriter. Um, would you love to come check out the studio sometime? Like, nobody had really reached out to me from the other studios that are here in Orlando. So I was like, sure, why not? Like, he's showing initiative. You know what I mean? Like, I should give him a try versus, you know, the other ones I did call for the internship. And they were like, no. So <laughs> I was like, okay. So he was really nice. I went over, checked it out, like, probably the end of May, I think. And then I set up my first session, so I was like, I really want to do the song, I really want to get a single out already, Jumping Guns, and I sent it to Stephanie, who is the head engineer, and Stephanie and Phil both went to Full Sail, which is really cool to have that connection. So Phil was in music biz, and Stephanie was in recording arts, so especially with her, I could connect and talk about all these things related to the production side of it, more than him, but we recorded it, and then I had her mix and master it, and then as soon as I got the finished product, I was sitting in my apartment, um, doing homework on the kitchen table and I came in my email and I opened it up and I, I was just blasting it. I was like, this sounds so good. So I was like dancing around the living room. I was like, I'm so excited. And then I put it out and so many people have been like, you know, that's my favorite one. I love it so much. Um, my boss, of course, came in the next day and was like, I downloaded your song. So I was like, thanks. <laughs> I didn't even tell him, but I know he just stalks my Instagram. Sorry, Lewis. Um, <laughs> but just going to call you out there. Um, yeah, and it's been really great. And um, I chose this one out of the other ones I have out right now to do a music video just because it's the meaning behind it is very personal to me. And I have somebody that I can use really well with the talent for it. And he's really excited to be in it, too. And then my other friend from, um, she goes to UCF, but she's one of my best friends from high school, and she lives out here as well. She's going to be there uh, behind the scenes taking the videos and the pictures beforehand so I can use that for marketing and just for fun. And um, we're going to be recording that in a few weeks. The location, I'm pretty sure I have it set down on, but you'll obviously see it in the music video, and then it should be done probably within like a week and a half. I don't know how long it takes film people to edit music videos, but it's not going to be that complicated. Like, I'm not driving in a sports car. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be outside, but I'm really excited for it. And Jumping Guns to me is just, um, well, the meaning behind the song is about basically just jumping ahead and falling in love with somebody. So I wrote it about somebody in my past who I had, like, fallen in love with, and, you know, we didn't, like, get to know each other. Like, it just happened so soon, like, love does to some people and um, I think a lot of people can relate in that whole naive young teenager type of scene and idea so basically that and um, just portrays a lot about who I am right now too and growing and so forth and it's a good basis I think as a song to grow off of too you don't want a song especially a first one to come out and it's already like number one on billboard like how can you grow from that you know what I mean so right. this one just being independent putting it out and recording it is been a huge fun process um i love being in the studio and so forth and just writing lyrics to me 
is just really easy. So I was like, you know, I think this sounds really good. And looking back, I'm like, okay, I could have done better with the lyrics. But I was like, you know what? It's also cute. Like, I made it rhyme, like, a little too much. But I was like, whatever. <laughs> so it's catchy, and um, people can get the basic idea behind it. It's not too complicated, not too much imagery. So, yeah. And then they'll see, the, obviously, the visual in the music video, like I said. So, yeah, I'm really excited. And that's Jumping Guns. Um, so you put out the description mm-hmm. on your Facebook page. We're like, hey, this is about, like, a time in my life. Mm-hmm. where I, I went too fast and too far. Um, so I was really expecting, like, a sad song when I went into it. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That does sound like if I were making it, I would make it depressing. And so, <laughs> um, uh. is, I should say, you made it positive uh, to talk about something that normally isn't celebrated in the way you are mm-hmm. uh, dressing it up. Was that an intentional move, or is that just something that happened along the way? Um, no, I was thinking about that when I was writing the song. I was like, well, this could go one of two ways. I can make it, you know, look on the positive side of it and be like, okay, this is about this person who really brought a lot of happiness and joy to my life at a certain time and used jumping guns, singing like jumping ahead of things. Or I could be like more negative and we were moving too fast and this wasn't a good thing. But the way the beat is, it's a very major toned beat. Right. Um, talking more on the, the technicalities of it, so a lot of major chords chords were used and so forth and so I was like I don't think I can just make this sad sounding with the way this song is like it just in the beginning of it it would have had to use a lot of like more bass or like more lower sounding instruments or something to make it downwards in that sense so I think that's why I went with that and also like if you had asked me at the time of the breakup and I wrote the song like heck yeah it would have been (laughs) so depressing (laughs) but now um as I'm older I'm looking back I'm like you know what um being, you know, adult and mature and things, just moving on. It's like, I'm going to write this song, dedicate it to this person, even though they probably don't know it, um, unless they find this podcast and they figure it out. But, yeah, and um, have it be that and then have a lot of other people relate it in that sense too. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people also try to look at their first loves. as it, You know, it can be sad because maybe it didn't work out and you guys are really compatible with each other, but there's always something better that comes along and um, whatever is meant to be in the end will be. But... Yeah, I think they always try to look at it as a positive thing more than a, a negative one. So it's like, yeah, jumping guns. And I don't know, just the whole like pun of that phrase with what I was doing to it. Just everything just seemed to work better more in that more joyful, positive outlook, I guess. Right. It's yeah. it's it's refreshing to hear a song about a relationship, especially a country song yeah. about a past relationship that doesn't end in a sad way. True. There's songs, there's songs like, um, uh, she's acting single and I'm drinking doubles. Oh my gosh. Um, or, um, uh, uh, what's that? The cruel hard facts of life. Oh my gosh. There's so many. Uh, yeah, now okay. that you say that, I forgot. Yeah. Most of them are like, I'm in a bar drinking with this heartbreak. It's like, yeah. Every, every George Jones song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so when you, when you go about, when you went about to writing it, did you like write the chorus first and then build from that? Or like, how do you approach, you know, writing mm. a new song? That's hard because for me, for the longest time, I was asking so many people's opinions. Even though I had songs written, I think I was asking everyone else's ideas of how to write song to see where they do it from and then, like, try to figure out if there's, like, a more popular way of doing it and there really isn't. Like, everyone gave me pretty much a different answer, which was great. (laughs) So it's like when writing a song and it's so ambiguous, you can um, have the lyrics first and then the beat or you can have the beat first and lyrics or you can do both at the same time, whether you construct the verse and the verse and chorus and chorus and so forth. Um, or you can just scribble all over the place, like which is what I do in my notebook half the time, and I write this idea here and that one across that out. And you can also go along as you're singing it and making sure all the syllables fit. If it doesn't, then going back and rewriting. So there's a lot of pathways to it, which makes it really cool, the whole songwriting aspect, because you get to really like make it the way you want. 
But at the same time, it can be like, for me, I'm really analytical, so I'm like, this is too stressful. I was like, oh my gosh, um, for, with my other songs at least, because this one was pretty easy for the most part to write. But um, yeah, like, how do I, you know, like put it down this way? I was like, no, I could write this way. And I was like, no, I could write this way. So it can get a bit overwhelming. But with Jumping Guns, I was thinking, I was like, okay, so if I'm writing about this person, then I want to put some hints and details in it about like the time and place because when writing songs you want to have some basis storyline to it you don't want to just be talking about like fish in the sea over and over again essentially so you want to have like more like maybe there was like you know purple scales in this fish and like they were in the I don't know the ocean reef or something so you want to have more of a storyline to it so people can visualize in their heads as they're hearing it because the song is a story essentially and that's the beauty of it behind it but um I put the word spring in there because I met this person in the spring I put summer because we hang out over the summer. Um, I put nights because we hang out at night a lot. Um, so I put things in there that I wanted to include about this person since it was going to be about them in the first place. And then from there, I was like, let me put some questions and phrases that I was like, I want to get this person to think if maybe they have heard at this point. I don't know. Um, or people to think in general. So I was like, do you know that when I met you that spring day? It was the first thing that came into my brain, like, which is true, like, you know, this person came out of the blue um, on a spring day, and then I was like, wow, like, this is so different, like, what is this? So, I think I just went off of that, and then the chorus, I was just, just going at it. Um, we jumped guns, and then we're in love, and so I was able to use the word love to trail off with it, like, the music has space for that to do so, and obviously put the title of the song in the chorus, and um, make it all work, and following us to kids so there's a lot of hints I put in it as well and then I just wrapped it all up in one and at the end I was like I want to do some like scatting and like you know Taylor did that her <laughs> beginning songs and she's a huge influence on me in a lot of ways and I think a lot of country artists do too so um maybe not so much as pop but some of them do at least and so I was like yeah I need to fill the space and let me just do some da 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 and trail off with it and then I was also as I was writing it I was like I know I do want to do a music video for this song so how can I incorporate these elements into it as well? You know, if I were to put the words like Lamborghini, that's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I had to keep it simple for the most part and basic, plus my first single and making people just being able to catch on easy to it. But that was the whole writing side of it. And I know it just, I can't remember exactly, but I know it didn't take me long to write it. And I was really happy with it. And I was just singing along. And then the time came for the studio, I had the lyrics ready to go and I ran through it and doubles and takes and so forth. And that was pretty much it. So... Nice, that's really cool. Yeah. And that brings us um, into your next song, Already Alright, mm -hmm. which um, is related to Jumping Guns in a way, like theme-wise? Uh, indirectly, I'll say not directly. Already Alright, so it's pop-based, so it's a different genre, first off. But um, the message behind Already Alright is, like, I think also just trying to tell people things and through my music. I want to get people to, like, understand uh, certain things not just have a song to have a song so put a meaning behind it that's a lot deeper so already right is like telling people that it's okay to be like single in this generation in this day and age and like it's okay to be on your own it's okay to be fine like focusing on you essentially and you'll do okay and then somebody else will probably come up there on um, so I guess it sort of ties into jumping guns in a way where jumping guns is like you know I've accepted that this person has left my life and I'm okay with it and I'm fine on my own right now until like the next person comes in so I guess they sort of tie together in a way um more in the the meaning side of it than the technicality and production work of it but I know also with already right I wrote that pretty fast it has a very short poppy beat to it so the phrases are a lot shorter 
the words came a lot faster because I didn't have to think of like long thoughts and I was able to like rhyme a bit easier too and then um yeah the chorus I had some alternate versions for it and I think I chose the one that I was like well I'm always laughing so I'm like car of life um <laughs> whatever my line is that goes um on a high and so forth because and I was also in already right I wanted to put a little bit deeper meaning to it with the Im- imagery but the metaphor so I was like um when you say car of life you know you can call life a roller coaster too so it's just something that you're like moving forward with and being okay to be single is like you're moving forward with that idea and you're like okay with it so I guess in a way they are connected I put them out um well put already right out a bit later than jumping in because I also wanted to give that song time to breathe with marketing and so forth but yeah I think the messages could be tied together and like what I have is the whole theme of my EP that I'm going to tie them all into is I think um as well it makes it makes sense to me so yeah yeah um just really quick, I really like the I really like the line you have. It's it's very empowering. Um, it's just, you say maybe I'll see you around at the show. Yes, it's it's, it's very. <laughs> I was to like I'm preparing to come to this, and I'm, I'm listening to your songs. Yeah, and um, this is the latest one, so it's the last one to come on mm-hmm. like Spotify. I'm listening to them like through and through. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. And, yeah, of course. Uh, um, you're welcome for the three views. Yeah, and so I was like, <laughs> I don't mean to say, say that I thought it was funny, but I was laughing at the idea of like. Like, yeah. Maybe like yeah, I'll see you again, but I'll be busy doing something else. Right. Um, yeah. I really like that. Um, I really like this this uh, this more empowering message that you have, mm-hmm. um, especially in this track. That's like I've I've got things to do. Yeah. I don't, I don't need. I think the way you put it on your post for this this song <laughs> was like, um, this song's about how I don't need a man in my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, essentially. No, that's so funny. When I was putting um. So with Already Right, I had most of it written, but when I went to the studio, I didn't really have the last part, and I sort of wrote it with Stephanie, the engineer. Um, but she also gave me time because she was, like, taking a break to do something. So I was like, wait, let me jot this down. And I was like, if this is a message of the song, this is how I want it to end. So I did want it to sort of be funny and lead off into hopefully what my career becomes is having shows and then this person will be around and maybe see me um, performing and be like, wow, like, why did I screw up or what did this happen, you know, and um, go off with that. But it also rhymed with the other words. So I was like, I'm just going to throw this in, like, music pro show. Like, yeah, so <laughs> tying it all together again there. Yeah, and it's very reminiscent, too. And we've, we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. back when you were when you were trying to help me figure out how, if I was making music or not, mm-hmm. how that was going to be. Right. Um, and you were talking about, like, Shania Twain being a big influence for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very apparent with this song it yeah it's like she's a more, very empowering yeah, yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's a more poppy that don't impress me much right <laughs> <laughs> so true um do you uh, have any other musicians that you like to pull from um yes i do i feel like i have a lot but i also i feel like i don't know maybe because there's many more nowadays than when i was little um so shania is a huge one she was one of the first ones when i was uh in michigan in the midwest listening to like my mom and my sister but also, I think as the years go on, my first album was from Carrie Underwood, her um, Some Hearts. So when I got that when I was seven, when I first started singing, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like my mom actually got me like an album, listened to that for like, you know, years and end, singing those songs over and over again with my family. So I would definitely say Carrie, she's a really strong vocalist and she's really good at country. And then um, Ariana Taylor, I say those, you know, as, as short, but Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift. Um, they're really strong, powerful women as well. I think the music industry has changed nowadays where if you're a female and you're not strong, you're going to get kicked out. So you have to adapt yourself, and they have definitely done that successfully. And um, 
I also like to say Michael Bublé, he's, I don't know, I feel like he's just too underrated for being such a good jazz artist. Like, I love his voice and his songs, like, you know, are really happy for the most part. And they really make you feel something as compared to a little bit more of the other artists that I've mentioned. Um, and he reminds me a lot of Frank Sinatra. So I say Frank because um, <laughs> Frank was Italian, but also, um, <laughs> and I'm Italian, but his songs back from the days, and I wish he was still alive, like, I'd give anything to meet him. But they were really, really different, like the real true jazz you don't see anymore. Um, I also have down Nora Jones, which a lot of people don't know who that is. My mom grew up to her listening because she's very easygoing with her songs. Her voice is so different and unique. Um, she was a lot popular back in the day than she is now, even though she's still making music. But her, because I can make myself sound like her, and um, also just having that, that type of... Um, I don't know, voice to be able to relate to. And then I'm trying to think of who else, who else. Those are definitely all my top people. Oh, I also like to say Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars, I feel like, is the very modern jazz guy. So you have Frank, who is like, you know, back in the 50s, 60s. And then you have Michael Bublé, who was early 2000s, 2010, so forth. And then Bruno really came out, but he still does jazz, but he combines it into pop and a lot of other things, which I think is really cool. And he does R&B with that too. So with all of those artists, I want to be this female um musician singer songwriter that does you know eventually jazz because i really feel like there's not really a prominent female jazz like singer out there and then um combine all those people with other messages because they do make you a part of who you are if i didn't have all those people i would have grown up listening to one really listened to which was like eminem and like nsync and all that so yeah it would have been like a lot different nowadays um in the way i look too but i think yeah definitely all those people which like i said is a lot but um everyone listens to a lot nowadays I don't know how people can only have just one and two I think we have a, a lot that we pull from and as artists yeah. we look for a lot of things too and have to make sense of things so yeah I would definitely say all of them yeah um, so when do we get to see when can we expect your music video um, September sometime uh, yeah so Labor Day is coming up which I feel like a lot of people are going out of town so I'm right. trying to avoid that weekend even though personally for me I'm going to be here so it would give me time but I was like ugh <laughs> so um, and my class this month is like way too crazy my teacher um, so I love him sorry but <laughs> he's just a little intense so that's so what I was thinking September probably be a bit, bit better I'm trying to obviously finish it before fall starts because it has the word summer in the song as I already mentioned and just this whole summer phase of you know I started in June so I'll finish in September um so hopefully within the next next month for sure I think um I don't think they'd take the film students forever to edit it and so forth and then um music after that I'll be putting out the jukebox EP in i planning on October if anything late October early November and the winter um pop EP if that is in December or January around that time but hopefully soon and then I'm going to be performing. I decided to perform my songs at Austin's Coffee Shop this upcoming Tuesday. So sometimes I make appearances there just to get exposure. Also, it's just fun. I'm going to be doing pictures beforehand with my friend, and she's going to be recording and so forth. And then um, it'd be cool to start getting booked places, but then again, like I feel like it, it's hard. Um, I mean, as I get more songs out, it might get easier, but it's hard in the sense of still being a student with wholesale and then having a job and so forth so I'll see where that goes but I would love to perform a lot more in the future but definitely I think all that for now and then I'll be doing more music videos um with my other songs too but Jumping Guns is the main one so all that and then um teasing new stuff and just going on with that from there so yeah I'm really excited oh, we're, and we're all excited over here be sure to keep in touch with us so we can 
you know, put out a tweet and have yeah. it to like our four viewers. We'll all, <laughs> we'll all come over and watch. Uh. <laughs> um, would you like to plug your social medias and stuff before we run out? Yes. So um, besides Spotify, Apple Music, and iTunes, which I feel like are like the three main places people go for music nowadays, um, on my Instagram, which is alimedico17, so it's A-L-L-I-E-M-E-D-I-C-O-1-7, you can find my link tree, which has links to, like, all the places my music is. So it's also on Deezer, but Deezer I don't know a whole lot of. I think, like, you sort of have to pay to sign up for that service. So you only get 30 seconds of the song, I think. Um, so that's why I would say, like, go to Spotify and sign up for a free account. and like. But then you have to, like, listen to a bunch of songs before you get to mine. So then there's Apple Music. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they all have their own ways, I guess, of pulling people to stay with their services. But it's on Deezer as well, and I think... I think it might be on title too i haven't even checked because i don't even use title but i just clicked on it with your course i was like okay sure and then um the music video will be on youtube and i'll be posting about that everyone on my instagram as well and um, pretty much all those platforms for the most part and then my website is www.alimedico.com i update that like frequently putting new stuff up there even stuff from class that i do with our project portfolio cues or soundtracks or whatever up there and updates and then um don't have a Twitter or a Snapchat. My Facebook um, is mm-hmm. AllieMedico17, my page where I post a lot of updates that sometimes I tie into my Instagram, sometimes I don't. And then um, I think that's pretty much it if I'm not missing anything. Um, YouTube, my first name and last name, AllieMedico. People have been able to find me for the most part on there. I'm like a yellow singing girl. And then <laughs> yellow wearing singing girl. And then um, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else is there. Have I covered all the bases? It sounds like everything. I was like, there's so much social media nowadays, I can't keep up, so... I, I'll record yeah. the outro tonight, so anything you forget between now and then, just text me. And I'll okay, okay. Um, you know, thank you for coming on, thank you for being honest. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I'm so excited, yeah, this podcast was definitely a good thing, and um, I think it would be really beneficial for people who are listening, people who are taking part of it. It was really fun. Podcasts, I think, are also very underrated, so I think if we all listen to them more... Yeah, on our drives everywhere. Do what Ellie says and yeah. come on to my show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> essentially. All right. uh, Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for coming by and listening to my interview with Ali Medico. Next week, I'm sitting down with Austin Dunn and discussing his career so far as a photographer. Be sure to subscribe and follow the show over at the Little Guys Three on Twitter and at TLG Podcast on Instagram.